All right, welcome back to the Uh-Oh Podcast with Nick and Marty. We are back this week, just us two. What's up, Nick? What's up, Marty? Just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Oh, you're singing a whole different song than I was. What what song were you singing? I was singing an Eminem song. Just the two of us. Just the two. It's like early, early on. I think it's like Slim Shady LP or something. I don't know. I don't even remember that. Do you think he got it from that song, the Just the Two of Us? That I was I don't, singing? I think the melody is completely different. True. It's just the beginning was kind of similar. True. Speaking of music, I actually went to a live. Hold on, hold on. What was I going to say? Yeah, so this past week, I actually went to a live show for the first time since the freaking pandemic <laughs> hit. And it was amazing. I went, it was like a jazz slash smooth funk type of thing. It was freaking awesome. Was there a lot of people there? Uh, it, w- it wasn't a big place. It was a small place. I forgot the name of it. It's in Hollywood Boulevard. It's called something along the lines of Black Rabbit or something like that. But it's supposed to be like a jazz club or like a jazz type bar. And it was like in this room that was probably the size of my apartment. And there was maybe like 50, 60 people there. But bro, everybody that was there was somebody and it was like talented and stuff like i got invited last minute and i was like yeah sure i'm i'm down like that sounds like fun i i would love some you know good music in my life it's been a minute so i went and we literally sat right in front of the stage like at the table right in front and there was like other people around us and stuff and throughout the show the guy would start calling the the singer he would start calling people to the stage like oh now i'm gonna invite my friend so and so and now i'm gonna invite my friend so and so Bro, the people next to me were like his friends. They got up and went on stage. The ones to the left and to the right. I was like, damn, son. Like, I'm literally surrounded by just talent. And these people are like the underground talent. The people that you don't know of, but mm. you hear their songs because they're the ones that wrote it. You know, the the main guy, I forgot his name, something Latrell. I've been listening to his music for the past week, ever since I went to the show. But he's a Grammy award winning songwriter. And he's done like some major songs that now, obviously, because we're on the podcast, I can't remember. <laughs> but, <laughs> dude, super talented, man. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So much just freestyles on the keys, on the bass, on the drums. It was freaking awesome. I loved it. I'm actually excited to go back. Damn. Soon you're going to start uh, being invited to these Hollywood sex clubs. No, definitely not a sex club. I mean, you know how people in Hollywood are. He was already talking about like, uh, this is Titty Bump Tuesday. Uh, you don't have to like bumps. You don't have to like titties, but you have to like one or the other. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, man. Hollywood gets pretty crazy, man. Yeah, but hey, man, we grew up in South Florida, so I think we know a thing or two about being crazy. Yeah, but I feel like Hollywood gets a different type of crazy though like there's some fucking crazy mental crazy there yeah i i could agree with that it's a different type of crazy i think in florida well i feel like the culture of south florida and miami and in general is already like hey this is you come here to party and get fucked up and stuff like that in hollywood it's more like you're working 
and you come here to make a name for yourself. But in the meantime, you end up meeting other people that are doing the same thing and they're in, you know, higher places in life and they love to party every day and get fucked up every day. I'm honestly not into doing any drugs, not even drinking. You know me, I barely drink. So it's like, like, I feel comfortable going to these places and just being myself. You know what I mean? Mm. So do you want to talk about, because uh, you told me something, I think, last I week. don't want to talk about it yet. I'll talk about it soon, uh, but I don't want to talk about it yet. Fuck. I'm sorry, guys. I, I tried to ask him. You just teased him. Yeah. It's it's a big deal. I've This is Wait, like unheard of. I can't hear you. You just went mute. I went mute? Is he fucking with me? No, I can hear you. Hear me? Yeah, that was super weird. Mm. But yeah, wait to tease him. Fucking with me? Nah, you just went mute out of nowhere. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's something that you told me that's a pretty big deal in your life, and I was pretty yeah. shocked by it. Yeah. But I guess you don't want to talk about it yet. Yeah. No, no, guys, I didn't get anybody pregnant. Relax. <laughs> don't get that out of your mind now. But it's that's definitely funny how people naturally tend to think that, right? Right. Especially like if whenever it's like, it's like a big, big deal. Yeah. Yeah. People just think that you had a baby yeah exactly no it, it it's definitely i'm not i don't even want to talk about any of it because i'm just like teasing them i'm just working it up wait so fuck what can you talk about it we'll talk about it within like the probably next two weeks not next week but the week after because i want to i'm making a youtube video about it as well and yeah, i was about to ask that like like so you want to you're gonna drop this video in two weeks um this yeah topic? because that week will make a month and then that's when i'm planning on dropping and i'm like compiling all the footage together and stuff it's not really like a documentary like that it's more yeah. of a youtube video per se but um yeah it's just it's something very close and personal to me right it's because we haven't really we, we haven't had a chance to talk about it off camera right so i just remembered and wanted to bring it up yeah yeah um, wow. Did you see what happened to that soccer player, Christian Eriksen, in uh, the EuroLeague, where he had he fainted in the middle of the match? Did you see that? Mm-mm. Really? Dude, that was huge. Really? It was crazy. It happened, I don't know if it was Saturday or Friday, something like that. He was literally in the middle. Do you know what the Euros are or no? Is it a championship thing? It, it's like, so um, in the summertime... They usually have big tournaments like right now they're having Copa America, which is all the countries from North America and South America. And I think they get the best six, 16 teams or something like that. And they mm-hmm. compete for the cup, whoever is going to be the, the winner of the um, Copa America. And they do the same thing in Europe every four years, kind of like the World Cup. And it's just called the Euros. It's all like the best European teams competing against one another. And this player he's actually a really big and known player he also plays for inter milan in italy at club level and he's playing for his international level uh i i forget now if it's denmark or i think it's denmark bro they literally passed him the ball it was like in the 43rd minute as the ball was coming to him he just faints and the ball hits his leg and goes back to the other player and he just passed out on the ground right there. And they continued the match for like five, seven seconds until the referee like stopped the match. It was like, he's not getting up. And 
one of his teammates went up to him and didn't allow his tongue to to get swallowed because that's what ends up happening a lot of times and people end up suffocating to death because they swallow their tongue so like when they're having a stroke you're saying yeah exactly bro it was crazy it's giving me goosebumps just talking about it bro they had to give him Wait, CPR. so what happened to him he had a cardiac arrest they had to give him cpr in the middle of the match but what triggered that I, I don't know. It's still all under investigation. It just happened. So they're doing all these tests and stuff like that. But he's okay now. He's stable. He's good. Um, but, dude, like, just the images of watching it and all, you know, all his teammates are surrounding him to make sure that the camera doesn't record what's happening. But you could clearly see the doctors doing CPR in the background on his lifeless body. And it was, like, super scary, bro. Jesus. It just comes to show like how fragile life is, bro. This man is an athlete, you know? He's like a freaking world-class athlete and it just happened to him. We could just drop dead at any time. Any time. That, that actually happened way back in the days where um a soccer player just passed out in the middle of the field while in the middle of a match and died. Wow. Yeah. I heard of a story from uh a high school in our hometown, which was uh, called Monarch. You know Monarch, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I heard like a couple years before I went to high school, because I, I never went to that high school, but I, a couple years before I went to high school, I heard that that school had an accident in the middle of a game where this guy got struck by lightning like two or three times. Two or three times? yeah bro just yeah. the probability like, of getting struck once is crazy i know he he had to and die. it was he died for you sure have, you could look it up on a yeah you could look look it up and um, he definitely fucking died for sure but like what are the chances of that happening oh in the middle of a my game God. like that you get struck by lightning twice bro that's insane what yeah i know damn i i don't know if it was the same incident that i heard about but I did hear back right before I was in high school as well of some kid getting struck by lightning. And that's probably the story. Yeah, right probably. There. And like they say that, you know, his his clothing literally melted into his body because yeah. you get disintegrated in a sense. Fuck. That must be like oh a my crazy God. sight. Oh, my God. I mean, one good thing is at least it's like instantaneous. Like you're dead. You didn't feel any pain. It was super quick. At least that maybe <laughs> maybe you're like over there suffering for five minutes and then you go out no nah, i don't think so i don't know for a person to get struck by lightning twice like that it was meant to be like yeah you're supposed to die bitch yeah like, <laughs> like some people have a fucking accident like that that's like crazy like you it was it was supposed to happen like this couldn't have been more of a unique situation than now so I don't know. It's just crazy, bro. Like some people, how they just go out like that. You yeah. know? Even like some sports injuries where they don't die. But recently in the past like five years, there's been so many cases of people's legs and like um, shins just like splitting in half in basketball games. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Anderson Silva in the UFC fight. And then that same guy that he fought against, it just recently happened to him like a month ago. Off the first kick, I think we talked about this, where he literally went and oh, kicked yeah. the guy and it just broke. Mm -hmm. First one. These people stopped drinking real milk. They're drinking <laughs> almond milks and shit. Man, that's bullshit. I know. I'm just joking.
That that was crazy wow. though. Just seeing that whole image. Imagine like his wife and children watching the soccer match and like helpless. You can't do anything about it, but you're watching your loved one getting CPR, bro. CPR. You know, I didn't know this, but when you're when you're getting CPR done, you're getting your ribs broken. Well, they're they're not meant to break your ribs. I mean, for it. For you to do CPR for a decent amount of time, yeah, that that's what happens. It breaks your ribs, bro. They don't. They're not trained to break people's ribs. They're bro. not. They're, it's not like they want to break your ribs. It's just that they're putting the pressure onto your heart. They have to keep pumping your heart. But that's not every time. If people are, if the ambulance is doing CPR on you, it doesn't mean your ribs are going to be broken. I think it's like after a, a certain amount. I don't know. That's what I heard. I have no idea, but I did hear that your yeah, your fine. ribs break when you're doing CPR. What the fuck? Not every time, bro. Like that's maybe like a rare occasion. Or I mean, something. think about it though, bro. You're literally putting pressure. You have to pump the heart. The heart is inside your body, so you have to literally go in and put that pressure down. You're breaking some ribs, man. I heard that you can't even like do anything about it if you break a rib. You have to just kind of let it heal let it heal like you can't move you have to be in bed the whole time i don't know i wonder if he's like gonna play soccer again that would be so scared to play soccer again bro i remember just having like certain injuries when i used to play basketball where um i think probably the worst injury i had is i got my tear duct cut i was playing at the time i was playing varsity basketball and my coaches literally told the whole team don't play outside of school because you're going to get hurt. And my ignorant self, along with my friends, thought it would be cool to go to the park and hustle some kids, and play for money and stuff like that. So we went to the park, Parkland, and bro, we were killing these kids. And I was on a, I, I, you probably don't know what a fast break is, but it was basically me and a teammate and like we're running down the court to score the basket and there was only one defender. And the kid was way smaller than me. So I figured I'm just going to go up and get this layup. So when I went up, he thought because he was smaller than me, he didn't try to block my shot. He tried to swipe at the ball and steal it. I saw that coming and I went up quicker. I moved the ball out of the way. Once I moved the ball out of the way, his freaking finger went inside of my eye and cut my tear duct. It was crazy. I remember. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I went to the ground and I was just holding my eye like this and I, was, I wasn't like screaming, but I was like, ah, shit, like, damn, this shit hurts. And I took it out and looked at the kid and the kid was like, oh, fuck. And then he just like walked away. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Because he felt it. He felt that he put his finger in my eye. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then my boy came up to me as I'm like still holding my eye and he was like, bro, stop being a bitch. Get up and let's play. <laughs> and then and your I, eyeballs hanging out right and then i fucking take my my hand out of my eye and, he, and then he did the same thing i never forget their looks bro he was like oh shit and i'm like fuck bro like i, I gotta like call my mom i need like medical attention right now i went to like so you had to get surgery for that right yeah i remember you talking about this yeah i had surgery wow. i had a, a a tube in my eye like a small little tube on the corner of my eye for seven months and the reason Why they, put, they put a tube in your eye. So the reason they put the tube in my eye is so that I didn't form a scar where uh, I got injured because I cut my tear duct. If a scar would have formed, my eye would have always been dry and irritated for the rest of my life. 
So they put that tube in my eye to prevent it from scarring so that I could just have normal eyes. But the tube literally made me tear up random times. So I could literally be talking to you and then you just see like a tear run down my eye. Dude, I remember I was dating a girl. Are you okay? Right. I remember I was dating this one girl at the time and she always used to pick on me like, it's okay. You don't have to cry right now. (laughs) Oh, high school days. But, you know, thank God that was that was like the worst. Uh, Actually, that was one of the worst injuries I had when I also tore my ACL playing basketball. That shit sucked. Oh, all because of basketball. huh? And I I will not stop playing. I keep playing. I love it. Bro, it's a passion. It's like, what if you got injured filmmaking? Like you're not going to stop filmmaking. Or fishing or fishing. Exactly. Imagine like you freaking the hook you like get your neck or some shit <laughs> you're like pulling it back oh my god you're not gonna no, that's stop actually like a pretty big fear of mine of like someone with the rod not knowing what the fuck they're doing and they just like swing that shit and the hook gets like stuck on me or like my eyelid or oh. something think about that bro yeah but Ugh. you you have to be with a pretty big idiot to do that for for who for the person nearby or for the yeah person for the person nearby the casting the person or the person doing the casting right but, that, but that's what I'm saying like I'm, I'm I get worried about other people doing the casting and not knowing how to do it properly well but that's what like, I'm saying like you have to be a really big idiot to cast it improperly at somebody like you have to be targeting at that person. oh no i'm saying like even when you like swing it back to like you know uh cast it forward oh that swinging back could hit someone behind you yeah you're right you know that's or- what i'm scared of is that swing back and then like right before he fucking casts oh like, man you just see your eye <laughs> as bait yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's like my number one fear when it comes to fishing bro that's why I prefer doing it alone. You've been fishing a lot, yeah. huh? Yeah, man. I was trying to catch a bass for a vlog, and it took forever, dude. I was going to every single pond around me and every single creek and, like, trying to really get to know these waters, man, because these waters are different than Florida waters. And um, You sound country as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Even what, what you're wearing right now. Look at you. Slowly but surely. I just need a hat. I just need a fucking hat, bro. You need a hat and you need that little the, the little Fisher um, vest. Yep. But, um, yeah, man, it took forever for me to catch a bass. And I've been working on this video for, like, the last three weeks, too. Trying to catch something, bro. And I had no fucking luck. But I was able to that shit was big. catch one. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a nice size. But uh, it took I forever, suck at but fishing. it was definitely a struggle. I th- bro, I was about to give up. I was like, there's no fucking way. There's like something wrong with me. So I'm doing something wrong. I was watching video after video trying to figure out like what pe- these people are doing to catch them. And I couldn't catch if my life depended on it. Do you think you got it somewhat down pack now? Do you understand yeah, why I, you caught I, it? I have, I have more of like a knowing of what the bass here like. Or what time they, you know, like to mm. bite, or you know, uh, even like what where to go. Right. It's probably like every single either early morning or like right when the sun's coming down. Right. Yeah, that's when they bite, bro. Yeah. But I heard early morning is even better. Yeah. 
That's when they hungry. Man, I, I I keep telling you about this neighbor that I had in Florida uh, living in front of uh, my mom's house that he would invite mm-hmm. me fishing all the time. But fishing is just not my thing, especially like we're going to go on a boat and now I'm going to be stuck in the ocean for like five hours and I'll get bored mm-hmm. after like an hour. Yeah. But I always tell him about of, you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you told me that. You ever heard of Wicked Tuna, the TV show? No. Nah. These guys are like up in fucking Massachusetts fishing for bluefin tuna, which is like, you know, a delicacy in fucking Japan. Mm-hmm. And like they sell for a lot over there. And like one of these fishes goes for at least like a thousand bucks to like 15,000, depending on how big and how, you know, fat the meat is. But it's rare to how, catch uh, and it's hard to catch. Well, it's, yeah, it's hard because you have to, like, you know, spend money on bait. You have to spend money on gas with the boat and all that shit. So mm. you're at least spending at least, you know, 13, 1500 bucks per trip. And if you don't catch shit, then that's like a complete loss. Damn. But, you know, the more experience these people have, the better they become at catching these fishes. And sometimes they get a fucking return of like 15,000 plus. You on know, one like, trip? On one trip for like an 800 pound fish. Cause they're they get huge. Eight hundred pounds. Yeah, the world record is like fifteen hundred pounds. That was caught in the eighties or the seventies or some shit. Bruh, these are like monsters. They're not. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. even consider them fish anymore. Yeah, they cover the whole boat. Like they put like shovels of fucking ice in him. What the it's hell do you bait that ridiculous. with? Another freaking big ass bass. No, it's like these these fishes, like these small fishes, but like they throw chum in the water and that's how they attract them, you know? Yeah. So, and then they also have like a little radar that shows when they're under the boat. Oh, this shit is and like And that's when they, But it's it's not it sounds easy, but it takes no, 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 so no. much work to even I, bring I'm that saying shit like in. it's it's like specific. Like they have all this gear and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, for sure. It's like a huge investment. But there's, you know, these people are making a living out of it and just fucking getting tuna, like fishing for tuna every single day during like a, the season. Ugh. Your girl must love that fish smell that you come back home with. Well, no, you're not really like getting a shitload of fish like that, are you? I'm not. Like, that was literally the first time in like three weeks. So I <laughs> don't smell like fish. You're probably <laughs> so happy. Hell, bro. I was so fucking happy when I caught that fish, bro. Cause I, bro, I, there's so much footage that I didn't put in my vlog that, like, I was like, there's, it's just, this is just pointless, you know, like to just show me not catching shit. Right. But there's so many other times that I went out and fished while filming and I didn't even use it because there was like just, it wasn't good. I wasn't catching shit. Yeah. You know? Damn, so, that, that kind of, that kind of sucks cause you don't really know. If you're going to get something. So you could be filming for a long ass time and then nothing. Yeah, bro. I was like rolling for like, you know, 30 minutes each take, you know, just to casting, casting and casting. Yeah, it, was, it took a while, man. It, t- it definitely took a lot of work to edit the video too, because, just because there's like so much footage. To yeah. Look at. Yeah. You know, sometimes I say stuff too in between and, and I don't want to miss anything. So I kind of have to watch like the parts that I do say something. Oh, no. See, you got to cut and then start again at that point. What do you mean? 
like if you're gonna say something important, I'd cut and then record again, so I know that it's in the beginning of that clip. No. Uh, no. Just because I don't know when the fish is gonna bite, I wanted to like capture that moment, you know? Right. That'll be hilarious. I've seen like a lot of YouTube channel. If you what? like stop recording and then you catch something, that would be so funny. Yeah, that happened to a lot of like YouTube channels because they usually have a GoPro right here on their chest, which is like the perfect POV for you to like actually see the whole action. Yeah. So I need to get that for like more fishing videos, but I wanted to capture like just me in the frame. So that way, if I pick up the fish, you'll be able to see it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a challenge, man, not just to fish, but to like also film these stuff by myself. It's um it's it's definitely some work, but I fucking love it, dude. I'm having so much fun with these vlogs. I'm just trying to figure out what to do, like, you know, what to talk about, what to say. Yeah. You know, I I've just been seeing so many people be like so successful at it by like mediocre work, you know? Yeah. And I'm over here putting my blood, sweat and tears cuz I know in the future once the eyeball starts coming in, it'll be worth spending that blood, sweat and tears into the For content sure. that I did in the past. For sure. But I mean, who's to say that they're not blood, sweat and tears? They're just not at your level in production. You know, they don't know all that shit. Yeah, but I just there's some people that don't even try, though, really, you know. I don't know. It just feels like they don't try. Maybe they do. Maybe that's their way of trying. But sometimes I just look at a YouTube channel that's like su successful and I'm like just analyzing their work. And, and I noticed that it's just very simple shit. Yeah. You know? very simple like there is nothing special about this but this person was consistent enough to make it grow yep that's what it is yeah are you still focused on instagram or do you want to like hop onto youtube eventually no nah. i'm sure a lot of your fucking audience wants to see you on youtube yeah i'm i'm gonna i'm hopping on youtube and i'm kicking it off with uh the little doc or whatever i you want to call it little youtube doc about myself and just my experience and then after that i have a shitload of uh, skits that i'm going to be dropping so i plan on dropping like two a week maybe three a week i haven't really decided um even mm -hmm. on tiktok like i have a i haven't posted anything on tiktok in months and i have a bunch of videos that i could post i'm glad that i piled up all these videos so now i'm giving myself a jump start and i have to continue going you know yeah Are but i do want every day on these platforms um no, not not on YouTube. Probably like two or three times a week. And then same with TikTok, like two or three times a week. Yeah. Because if, if I post every day, eventually I'm going to run out of content and then I'm not going to be consistent with what I want to do, you know? Right. Yeah. So, so I want to yeah. have something that I could be consistent with. Not that I'm going to stop doing Instagram, but I'm not like focused on Instagram anymore. Right. Yeah. There's so many platforms out there, like really breaking artists. And yeah instagram is not at that level anymore it used to be it used to work a lot when you collaborated with someone and mm -hmm. they tagged you like like you would get a lot of followers it, it does but now nothing it's, yeah now it's just like what the fuck was that for like bro oh my no goodness difference. it does nothing i recently collabed uh with a friend of ours that has like three four million did nothing for me yeah you know Hey man, it used to be, you know, more engaging. But now I mean, it's I'm not I'm, so much. I'm still happy that I get these videos and with these people because it. I'm treating Instagram more as like a portfolio now. It's like 
That's the first thing people look at. People don't look at your YouTube yeah. or Facebook or TikTok. They look at your Instagram. So I'm using it as a portfolio of like, oh, look, he worked with this person. Oh, look, this is clean video. This is clean content. So I'm just using it as that. Yeah. I also want to, I've been That's saying good. this, but I definitely want to do more photos, but I want to do creative photos. I don't want to just take a picture and that's it you know like i want to do creative stuff it just everything is effort man everything is effort and it's like if you concentrate on one platform like i've been concentrating on instagram it's hard to concentrate on instagram youtube tiktok yada 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 but if i i was able to compile all these videos that i created for instagram now that i could post on youtube and tiktok and stuff like that so what can you do effortlessly though have you ever thought about that? Or do you always want to be putting effort into every single thing? I mean I yeah, I don't I don't know what I could do that's like effortless. This podcast, that's about it. But I mean mm-hmm. there I still put effort into it. Like I still search for topics to talk about in the week. Um, you know. Yeah. So I, I think everything clips. is effort, bro. Yeah, everything is effort. There's yeah. no no effort, especially because we're picky, we're very nitpicky with things, and we know what good production is, and we know how to bring good production. So, because we know that, we don't want our stuff to look shitty, and we also we do this for the longevity, kind of like what you're saying. Like you might not get the views that you want right now, but eventually you're gonna get those views, and it's gonna trickle down to these older videos. People are gonna look, oh damn, look at this video of Marty catching a bass three years ago. Shit is good quality. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, and bro, it's just proven time like that. Every single successful YouTuber that I personally watch, I always go back and see how consistent consistent they were. Like going back fucking sometimes five, six years ago, these, yeah. these people were posting, you know, and now they're like massive. So eventually, if you're consistent enough, it's going to get to that level where enough people are going to know you. Yeah. And the more people that know you, the more chance you have of getting even more known it's it's crazy how bigger you are the bigger you can be you know for sure it's so hard to get that ball rolling in the beginning when you only have like a couple tens of followers and hundreds of followers and thousands of followers i think honestly i'm not even worried about the actual numbers like don't get it twisted it's like the numbers are still important it's still good to look at and analyze to see what you're doing wrong or right but yeah you can't live on those numbers because with our podcasts and our clips and stuff like that, we're not necessarily getting numbers like that, but we've been consistent and that's what matters. Eventually it's going to trickle down to that. You know, I agree. I absolutely agree. It's just, you know, I've always, I always have that quote in mind out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. If people aren't seeing you, they're not thinking of you. Yeah. And the more you can make people see you, the more they're going to think of you and then the more they're going to consume whatever else you have, you know? Mm-hmm. I always think about that and it's so true. That's why you always got to be show- showing up on people's timelines. Yeah. Do you think yeah. do you think it's easier to have and maintain a healthy relationship nowadays or back in the days because of social media? If it's easier or harder, you're saying? Yeah. I think it's harder. Even though I don't really know what it's like to live in a relationship before that. Before this whole technology thing. 
But it seems like it would be harder because you're distracted with so many people. I I used to think that way, but I'm almost like I kind of changed a little bit of my thinking in the sense of it's harder for people that aren't committed and people that, you know, like they're already fucking around or aren't taking the relationship serious. Mm -hmm. But I think with technology, even besides social media, just technology in general with FaceTime and all that stuff. I think if you're like committed to the person, I think it's easier. I, I do agree that there's a lot of distractions out there and you could easily say, forget this person. Let me move on to the next because there's a thousand different girls or guys on the Internet. But I feel like once you have that mentality of no, like I want this person, I want to make this work no matter what. Because of technology, like it helps us connect and stuff like that. I don't know, like. I don't know. I feel like relationships, the relationships that are strong nowadays are way stronger than the strong, quote unquote, strong relationships back in the days. Does that make sense? Why do you why do you say they're stronger? Because there's so much more, like you said, distractions and so much more things out there. And if you're committed to this person, even with all these distractions and stuff like that, you know that, no, this is my person. I think right. it makes it stronger, you know? Yeah, I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that because I feel like I'm pretty dedicated to my relationship. Right. Even though there's like a bunch of distractions right. online, you know? And, and But see, I can't really compare that to like being in a relationship without having all this. Well, I, I feel you, but it's like... Because there's so many distractions and you choose to look away, I feel like that makes you stronger than back in the days where you could be in a committed relationship, but there wasn't these distractions. Like you only see other people when you go to work or whatever, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Can't really answer that. But I could I could see what you're saying as far as like relationships being stronger nowadays because they're proven to not get sidetracked by yeah. these distractions. Yeah. But I mean, it, it yeah. also takes, you know, a special, not a special individual, but it takes somebody that is willing to really be in a committed relationship and know that, hey, yeah. there's going to be rough patches in a relationship. That's okay. naturally how it is. But are you willing to thug it out and stick to this no matter what, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's what marriage is all about, but people yeah. still dipset after shit don't work out. Yeah, for sure. They just, I don't care. They just get a divorce, you know? Yeah. That's I don't, why I feel like for me to get married, I have to be like, you know, yeah. strong. Like, no matter what. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like, if we're getting married, like, you ain't divorcing me. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't working. I mean, <laughs> you and I'm not divorcing you, know, could, you either. It could you know not I mean? work out. It could not work. It could. Out. It could. Even though you might think you're like completely committed <coughs> now, things change. People yeah. change. Yeah, I do agree. Know? People fall out of love in a sense. They become even like when you get a child, you almost forget that like, yo, this is this is my wife or my girlfriend, and 
yeah you kind of lose a little bit because you're so worried about the child or you're so worried about your job and stuff like that it's not easy like right. there's no relationship that's easy you know no. but when it's a good relationship oh my god i feel like like i feel like you could a, a man can be way more powerful mm-hmm. i agree if he's in a good relationship i agree know? I definitely being agree. Just a lone wolf. When you have a good woman, or vice versa, when you have a good man next to you, that just makes you a better individual. It makes you yeah. stronger because you you're not only doing it for yourself; you want to do it for the other person as well. For sure, and that that's a fire up under your ass. Right exactly. There. Exactly. Hell yeah! For now, sure, dog. I know you're in a you're in a relationship, but this question is kind of like outside of it. What do you think women are attracted to? Cheese. And and money. That's what you mean. <laughs> no, <laughs> literally cheese. I don't know. There's some girls that are lactose intolerant. They'll be taking some big dookies if they eat some cheese. <laughs> Um, I guess because I feel are like you saying women attracted to men, or are you saying women in general? Women attracted to men. Because I feel like there's um, like that misconception kind of- for, you know, I have guy friends that they lack some confidence, or they haven't been with a girl for a while, and it's that that's one big thing. I think women are very attracted to confidence, you know, and you being confident in yourself like it's not about looks especially for guys like women you could be a ugly individual but if you're confident bro like i've seen some ugly motherfuckers pull some bad women and i'm like how is Mm -hmm. this guy getting this girl but dude is confident (laughs) as hell you know what i mean i think confidence plays a major key and like it's not about being fit going to the gym but nobody wants to date a slob whether you're a woman or a man so Just knowing that the individual is somewhat healthy, you know, they somewhat like to keep up with themselves because if you're, if you already see that somebody's a slob and you're going to date them, it's like, they're going to be sloppy all the time. Like my, one of the major things that I look at off rip when I'm with a girl is how her room looks like, is her room organized is like, you know, is like shit just thrown around the place because One of the things my mother always taught me is if you have a messy room, you have a messy life. And I live by that, especially after going to the military. The first thing that I do when I wake up is I make my bed. It's the first task of the day. So I look at that. You know what I mean? Like if you're messy. I've actually been doing that lately. Yeah. Yeah, it's been helping me. It's good. Having a morning routine. You already completed that first task of the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I so, like it. I, Helping me. Yeah. I, I think I, I it, what I'm basically was trying to get at it's that it's not really looks. You know, it's a yeah. lot of other things. I can I can agree with you with the confidence thing. Because even when the guy is funny, like for him to be funny and make the girl laugh, he needs to be confident yeah. by telling jokes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so even if you're not a funny person, you're confident you have to be confident in other ways. Yeah, I was talking to my friend that's a girl, like about like things like that, right? And um, her and her friend were like, oh, funny guys, like 
they make you laugh and boom, you're naked. <laughs> and I was dying because I was like, that. I mean, that that's kind of how it is. If you're confident enough to make like a girl laugh, make her feel good with you, you know, that's a big yeah. thing, bro. It's a very big thing. Yeah. Because a lot of times men become like the shell, a shell of themselves when they're around women, like gorgeous women or, or women that they don't feel like they are on that level to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man, but not everybody has the opportunity to hang around beautiful women. Right. You know, so right. the less experience you have with it, the more awkward you're going to be for sure in front of a woman. And the pandemic definitely knocked a lot of these dudes back. Oh, yeah. And things like like Tinder and all these online dating things, I think it makes it worse. I'm I tried uh, it wasn't Tinder. What's the name of the other one? Bumble. I tried Bumble like probably like two years ago. And I was like, yo, this just isn't for me. It's like, I feel weird. You know what I mean? Just talking. I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm horrible at like online talking to a girl online, but, and I'll tell her straight up like, yo, like I'm probably super awkward online, but (laughs) in real life, I'm totally different. Yeah. It's gotta be like, you have to be a salesman of your own self. Yeah. And I like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't yeah. like doing that. I just like being. I don't mean. even like selling myself professionally. Exactly. Same. Same. We we suck. We don't suck at it, but we don't do that. We we look at it as like a. We we kind of take a more humble approach. But I've also been learning here in Hollywood that if you don't sell yourself, somebody else is going to sell themselves on top of your work. So. And I've yeah. I've definitely. It's gotten, always good to have someone else sell your work for sure you, for sure you. that especially someone reputable yes that's for sure because if somebody gives the word like oh that guy's good and they already trust mm-hmm. this person yeah of course that's yeah. that's huge i remember one time going to a club in miami with this one friend that we both know and uh he would oh I, you, you're probably gonna know i know if i, I already know it. off the <laughs> back I, I knew you were gonna tell the story and i was like oh <laughs> oh you know what story i'm i'm saying yeah 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 what, what am I going to say? That this person said, hey, um, I'm going to go to this guy and I'm going to tell him about you and you're going to do the same about me. I don't know if that's what I was going to say. No? No, he, this guy pretty much wanted me to talk like good about this guy to a girl. Oh, no, never mind. So he wanted me to go to a girl that he was interested in. And have me, like, just say good shit about him. Like, yo, have you heard of this guy? Like, he does this, this, and that. He has That's this many. Like, just kind of, like, just kind of, like, bragging about your friend to this girl. So she feels, like, like you know, more willing to hook up with that guy because I talk good about him. Right. That was pretty much the whole philosophy behind yeah. it. Yeah. And it worked. It fucking worked. And... That just kind of proves that if you have someone else selling you, that's even better than you trying to sell yourself. Of course. Of course. Because you look like a dick trying to sell yourself. At least that's how I look at it. Like when somebody just starts speaking about themselves, like, oh, I did this, this and that. I I could be like nodding my head, like excited. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you're a fucking dick. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, That's that Hollywood shit too, man. Yeah, bro. But I mean... That, that that's kind of what I'm learning that out here it's like you gotta sell yourself bro like you have to 
have that confidence of like, nah, I could do this. You don't need nobody else. You need me. You know? So what are you selling? Like if you're in a freaking Hollywood party and in front Myself. of a bunch of successful people. Like, Myself. You, well, I mean, saying, like, really? you know me. Like, I'm, I'm pretty quiet for the most part. Like, I'm not quiet, but I don't really necessarily talk about myself. But when I'm in a room with certain people and we're talking projects, that's different. Then I'm going to sell myself and I'm going to say, nah, I can totally do this. This is, are you kidding me? Like, I'm the fucking guy for this. But if I'm, like, in a party and stuff like that, I'm not going to talk about myself. I'm not. That's just not the person that I am unless somebody's asking me questions. And out here in the United States, it's we definitely live in that culture that you ask, what do you do for a living? Because speaking to Latinos, that shit doesn't happen in Latin America. Like nobody really gives a fuck like what you do. No, like they see if you have money or not, that's different, but they don't really necessarily care what you do. And I also think like it's kind of I don't know kind of shallow for me personally like i don't i i would never want to um get into a relationship with a chick because i'm uh oh nick and i do this this and that like i would feel terrible because i know that that relationship is bullshit yeah you know (laughs) oh man i think that is all the time we have for today's podcast nicholas Indeed it is, Marty. Indeed yes. it is. I like that uh, Brazil shirt. Yeah, man. Repping. Nice. Copa America. Oh, yeah. Are we winning? Uh, we won the first match like a couple days ago. Uh, yesterday, actually. When does Brazil play again? Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yeah. So a day after this comes out. It comes out on Wednesdays? I don't even know what day this shit comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, thank you guys so much for watching the uh, old podcast with Nick and Marty. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit that like button and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, maybe next week we'll have some more guests. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. You it know? was fun last time. I enjoyed yeah, it. People seem to like it. There's a little bit of technical difficulties, but hey, it's part of it. Yeah, yeah. It's also I mean, a little bit harder, you know, getting everybody's schedule together and all that stuff. Yeah, or like just knowing when to talk, because yes. a lot of times we talked over each other, so like we don't we don't know when to stop or when to start. It's yeah, crazy. It gets crazy. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the more we do it, the better we get at it. Cause we, yeah. I feel like it would be better if it was in person, like having four people, because yeah. then like you kind of know when someone's like talking over you or like you know, versus like you over Facetime trying to figure out the timing i agree with that it could even possibly have like a slight lag you know yeah exactly and if i start my idea i'm not gonna stop that shit i'm just gonna blubber whatever i gotta say and then it's just two people talking over each other Mm. yep (laughs) all right guys see y'all next week deuces